podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. It's my fault. My laptop. Blame whatever you want. Um, yeah, sorry, Willie. Um, Grizz, Ian, Matt, Gav, the usual. Um, Huddersfield nil, Liverpool won. And not the best of games, but a lot of people really happy with not playing well and winning. Um, Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, a 1 0 win. Is that seven league wins and two draws now? That's right. Seven <coughs> league wins and two draws. Uh, 23 points. Yes. Not playing well. Not playing badly, but just doing the job. Are you happy? Yeah. Another one ticked off. I said this the other week as well. It's Klopp's holding us back. You can see where I think I saw a chart the other day. We should sack him. Temp like. in the He's holding us back. <laughs> fuck him out of the club. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of him. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> now uh, I saw a chart the other day. We're, we're tenth in the Premier League for uh, pressing numbers. So to go from what we were, we, we started slow last year as well. Everyone forgets. Everyone says, oh, take us back to how we were last year. We started just like this last year, but these 1-0 wins we're getting now, we weren't getting as many. So he always starts slow, pretty much after his first full season when he got absolutely ravaged over Christmas. He starts to slow and then we build up into the season, and that's exactly what we're seeing now. The only difference is we've got a world-class defence and keeper now, so we can get these 1-0 wins where we haven't been elsewhere in the past. So I'm absolutely all for it. We're saving legs for later in the season. We're also coming off the back of a World Cup summer as well. Uh, a lot of our players have had a lot of uh, football being played in the last two years. So, it's yeah, I'm absolutely fine. It, this is all his plan. Anyone who's uh, worried about it needs to uh, give the lad a wobble. OK. Uh, Ian, um, Matt, see, Matt, Matt reckons he's holding us back. Us through this, hoping we, um, are you in agreement? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm not sure if it's by design or if it's as a result of a manic pre-season, which we obviously have on the clock. But even still, it's it's the same as last season. I think uh, it was the Maribor game when we finally started clicking last season on it when we scored 15 goals or whatever. But uh, people just need to show a little patience. Right? We've got more. We've actually got more goals this season than last season at this time. We've got more points, and and obviously we're now. The clean sheet reds. Listen, <coughs> defensive football or solid having a solid base at the back isn't as eye, eye catching as like our front three like doing murders each week. Do you know what I mean? And I was winning five one and four two and all that. It's not as eye catching, but it's more effective because we've got more points at this stage than we did last season by being a lot more solid at the back. So. Anyone who's got a problem with it, you know, it's, it's like it's not a, not enough to win anymore. You have to win in a way that someone, what someone on Twitter demands that you win in a certain way. When did winning not be enough? When did it, did it have to be? You can only win, but under under my premise. So listen, it's sad. We, we everyone knows we're not playing as well as we can play, but a bit like last season, like I just said, it takes it takes us a while to get going. Like and. We've got the aftermath of a World Cup as well. The Premier League season, it can affect players in different ways, do you know what I mean? So, we're unbeaten after nine games. We're top with the all-conquering Manchester City. 
Well, I don't know how you can not be happy. I don't know how you don't can't be happy either. Um, moving along, nicely. married to Chris. <laughs> you're, you're moving along nicely. You're um, seven, seven games in, um, twenty three points, a little over two and a half points. Well, twenty three points in seven games. Done, done well. so uh, nine, nine games, seven wins. Nine, two sorry, draws. nine games. Sorry, uh, twenty. Yeah. yeah, so we're on. We're still on track for a ninety five ish. Chris. Um, We'll get on to stuff later on, and um, we'll discuss certain individuals and, and probably the fan base and the reaction to different things. But for you, another win, a lot of changes. Didn't play overly well, but but won the game. And, and these are games that, let's be honest, in the past we go and draw or lose. Yeah, it's, we're like it's like a broken record, isn't it? We're, we're we're actually just churning, we're just churning wins, and people can't can't understand why we're churning out wins. I don't get it. It's, it's weird. Short memories, call it what you want, but. Ian and Ian and Matt are right. We were slow out of the blocks last season as well, and that wasn't on the back of a World Cup. This time's on the back of the World Cup, where all our stars forwards, star forwards were away um, and played. You got to remember the previous season where they played every single minute of every fucking single game, near enough when they were available because there was no rotation. So they've come into this season, and you know Klopp's identified and Klopp and his and his team, coaching staff, know about players' fitness and what levels they're at. And Matt says, as Matt says, they hold, he did, Matt didn't mean holding back. I thought he was going to go on a run. But when he says holding back in terms of sort of we're playing a different type of game now, we're not pressing as much, we're not using up our energy as much. And it's all part and parcel of a plan, I believe, because it makes sense because after on the back of a long preseason, back of a World Cup, we're playing in a different way, but it's a working way. It's, it's a way that's working and... You know, may it continue long. I'd, I'd love playing like this all season and churning out one. All, how many? How many games? How many more wins do we need, Matt? Uh, Gav, you were saying at the start of the season we need twenty-three. Twenty-three more. Bring bring me twenty-three more wins with Lovren, Lalana, Henderson, Milner, even Moreno in the team. I don't give a fuck. Give us give us twenty-three more one-nil boring wins and we've won the title. End of story. Yeah, I, I said thirty wins at the start of the season. Um, we've seven all of that happened uh, Matt I want to turn to the lineup. Um he goes Allison and goal he keeps Gomez Lovren uh, Van Dijk <coughs> Robinson uh, you see Milner surprisingly for me is in the side Henderson um, Shakiri, and then you have Lalana Storage Salah um, it's not one you expected it. it's so hard to know because we don't see them training they got some of these lads got back from international duty very late we don't know what uh, fitness they got back in. You don't know anything. So I told, I've said this a few times. I've I've given up questioning the, the lineup because Klopp just proves me wrong every single week. Whenever if we have a little paddy, why are we playing uh, Milner or whatever? He ends up scoring them. I just end up look, looking stupid. So I've stopped questioning them. Um, Klopp's made his decision based on fitness. Um, also, like with Trent, he's re- obviously resting them because he's a young lad. It's not going to be forever. Gomez will go back to centre-back or Gomez might have a break and Trent comes in. We've got players now where we can rotate. There's a lot of people pissed off that Milner and Lovren and people are in, but they're not bad players. They're, they can be improved on. They've got they've got errors in them, but they're still good players. And to have them to be able to rotate in, it's we're in a, bit, a lot better place than we've been for a long time with regards to the squad. So at this moment in time, I don't even look for the line-up on Twitter. I, I'm not, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't enter my head anymore. You don't need to. Chris tells you at half ten. I was just going to say, don't you don't you check my messages anyway. No. Uh, Matt's not even response to that. He, he doesn't believe you, Chris. Uh, Ian, um, the lineup for you. You know, after the international break, you see a couple of changes. Some enforced, probably some he chose to go with. Some probably enforced. You know, Kate <coughs> Manny. When you looked at the, when you, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. When I looked at the side and I thought it was going to be a tree. I actually thought it was going to be Lallan in the middle. But when the game when the game shapes up, I'm worried about our lack of burst and pacing. Storage, I thought he played very well yesterday, but he can slow us down a little bit. Um, and Lallana just has no works hard. Um, was that a worry for you? Or did you think, no, that 11 is good enough. That'll do the job once they got it done. I'm a bit like Matt, me. And I've said many times. And yeah, I don't I don't stress over the team sheets anymore. I, like, I, I thought Shakiri would have played... On the left, like Salah on the right, and the line at the tip of the three. But I dare say, Huddersfield thought that as well. So it, it works for us, do you know what I mean? And I think the, the biggest 
criticism I've got for our side at the moment is there's a there's too much of a gap between our midfield three and our front three. Uh, usually we had, in the past we had Coutinho and then when he left Oxley Chamberlain filled the role really well, carrying it from A to B quickly and feeding the front three. We haven't got that at the moment. So the one time we we really opened up into the backfield against Huddersfield was Shakiri in that type of role playing the through ball and that's when we got the goal. I think that's so he's a lot, and we've spoke about it in previous pods. How he's a lot more creative than people realise. So I, I was fine with the, I was fine with how he set up and stuff like that. I was surprised he didn't start for Bino, to be honest. I thought it was a perfect game to start him. But like Matt just said, there they've all been on friendlies all around the world. I don't know where Brazil played, uh, so you don't know how they've come back. Uh, I would have like I would have liked to have seen him start, but at no point am I going to spit me dummy out and, and start calling Klopp or whatever because it's. He's vindicated by the results once again. So I just don't know how. Like there, there was people complaining. I don't know if we'll get onto it in a bit, but there's people complaining about Lovren's inclusion again. In the two games Lovren's played, I think we've had two shots on target against us in two games. Uh, we can't play Gomez as centre half every single week because he's only a young lad with a history of injuries. Trent Alexander's only just saying 20, so he needs a rest. He doesn't rate Clyde. Clyde's done at Liverpool, I think. So he, he's just moving his parts around bit by bit. Uh, and it, he's very rarely proven wrong. Very rarely proven wrong. I think we haven't been at our best this season, but we've only really played, only really deserved to lose one game all year. And we have, we did lose it. Well, apart from, I'm not talking about the Caramel Cup. But you, so I just don't get out, I just don't get the, the few, mate, to be honest. I do think we're a little bit disjointed when Sturridge plays. I've always said it. He's a different type of player than Firmino. But I don't think Sturridge played that well yesterday. Actually, I disagree with you, Gav. But you know what I mean? It's job job done. I think Liverpool are the type of side at the minute that will raise their level to whoever they're playing. So if we were playing a flying City yesterday, I think we'd have been good enough for City. But he's just he just seen Matt's a bit Matt's right. He is. We do seem a bit more reserved and and all the stuff in the tank. But I'll stop talking now anyway because I've done a, a good fifteen minute rant there. So. No, that's cool. Um, Grizz, the lineup, the lads, the lads are giving it. Matt, let's stop guessing. Um, and Ian reckons we've another gear to go. We need it. Um, I thought that in the game yesterday. Being honest, I thought if if, if they were to score on, 50, I think we did have another gear. Um, but it looked from for me as the game wore on, we, we were happy to let them have it and open there. But for you, Grizz, um, these changes have to come at some stage. Probably, you know, he's got through the fourth block of eight league games and. Now is probably the time for us to hate and give people a rest, especially international breaks. But do we have to do we have to just get on with this, Grizz, and just say, look, if he makes two, three changes, we just have to accept this. This is what a squad is all about, you know. Or do we go back to just having eleven good players and hope? Because when we had that, people gave out that we didn't have enough players. I know we get on to all this later, but did you look at it and think that's just the squad? That's what we have to do. I don't think we've got. I don't think we've got much uh, much choice. So we have to accept and carry on. He, before the break, he, in, he intimated that we're going to see much more rotation. He's built up this squad over the three seasons he's been here. He's finally got options in positions, and he can select the games where he feels that he could do without uh, uh, a Bobby or a, or, a, or a Mane, for example, whatever. And you know, he even rested. I mean, look. I think that's that lineup surprised a lot of people. Every, I mean, Jim and that midfielder. He just, you know, uh, Gomez has been the outstanding centre back in my opinion, but he shifted him to right back. But and let's not forget, we're coming off a clean sheet against um, Man City, and to be honest with you, didn't really look like conceding either against Man City. So he's justified in picking who he thinks he will do a job. Huddersfield uh, uh, got two massive lumps up front who, you know, were always going to target or try to pull off if Trent was playing or a client was playing in that right-back area. So he decided to put the more taller <clears throat> Gomez right back. Lovren, you know, in centre. It made sense to me. The midfield, Lallana was a massive shock that he went straight in after a week's training. Or we don't. Again, we don't know how long uh, Lallana's been training. But I, I agree. I, I think we honestly could have raised our uh, levels according to the game and according to the scenario. They... They had a bit of pressure. They had a bit of sort of, you know, effort. And, you know, they, they put in a lot of effort, I say. Not much skill there, but a lot of effort. And, you know, as long as we matched the effort, I was, I was, I was, I was comfortable. I thought the, I thought the lineup, I thought the, I thought it worked out, panned out brilliantly. A couple of our players got rests. 
And, um, you know, we got three points. What more do you want? Yeah, 100%. Can I just say yeah. that that lad up front for Huddersfield, what's his name, Del, Del Potre or whatever, he's comfortably the worst centre-forward in the Premier League. Oh, man, he is dire. He's there just to, I think he's there just to be physical. He's a massive lump, though. Yeah, that's all he is. And, uh, but I think, absolutely I, I think their problem, mean is that with a big lad up front like that, you need fast, you know, and dynamic people around them. And I just don't think they had it in the wide areas. They had hard-working oh, oh. guys in the wide areas. Like, the commentators made a big deal of this guy down the left that was all in a massive duel with Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez walked through that fucking, let's be honest about it. So all, they just don't have any, any dynamism, I don't think, around him. Apart from what's that guy in the middle of the park, the baldy fella? Moy. Yeah, yeah. He's Moy. A, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a decent player. Um, Matt, we get into the game. Um, there's not a hell of a lot to go on because I think Liverpool, Liverpool kind of look to see what have Huddersfield got and they're quite happy to play in the break at times, although they have a lot of the ball. But I'm going to go straight to the goal, Matt. Um, a lot's been talked about Salah over the last couple of weeks. It, you know, flashing the pan and what I heard. Um, but it's a cracking goal, isn't it? From Gomez to Shakiri the weight of the ball, everything about it is a, is a top, top quality goal. <clears throat> yeah, that's Salah all over that goal, isn't it? Um, just playing off the back foot, turn, run through and a little toe poke into the corner. He'd done that countless times last season and it's good seeing him do it again. Shakiri, I, I love him. He's, he looks so dangerous, whether he's going for goal or he's setting people up every time he's played for us. To have him... I was a bit worried in the summer when we got him and he was the only one we got for the backup. Uh, but now my Studgy's fit as well. When we got Shaq and Studge, that's, I'm happy to have them two as, uh, as the backup up there. Have you, but have, you, great. have you, have you begun a petition for Moreno not to go to Barcelona? He's not going. Oh, is he not? He told okay. me. Right. staying. Oh, he's signing a new deal like Jean is. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, go on, continue. Um, it's top quality to go. Yeah, it's just, it's Liverpool all over. And do you know what? We weren't far, far off having a, a few more when, especially when Bobby came on. We, it was just that last little ball. We, we've done it all, all season. Um, we've rushed it or it's been the wrong pass or, but we're not far off. The build up play and everything was absolutely fine. We controlled the game nicely. And yeah, it, it was good. I, I think someone's getting a hiding soon. I reckon as soon as we got Mane back and, and Bobby on there, we're going to be giving people a hand, definitely. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Sean EFC today, and uh, mm. he was delighted with the, with the win, and like, look, it's, it's three points, great, he was absolutely delighted, and, and everyone's always happy to see that Sean, he's happy. Um, but what he was saying... He's to my favourite Yeah, what, what, what he was saying to me was is that uh, he said look, exactly what Matt said, someone's getting a hiding, and I can see it in the next two league games. I think it's more Fulham than Cardiff. I think Fulham are a little bit more open than Cardiff. We'll give a bit more about them. Um, I think it might be Fulham. Um, although a lot of people think it will be Cardiff. I think a Cardiff will have 11 men across the six-yard box for the majority of Anfield next week. Um, we're smashing both. We, we probably are, but I think Fulham could be one of those where they could come out and try players and we could absolutely crucify them. Ian, staying on the goal, I've watched watching Salah for the last couple of games, the effort's been there, probably the final pass has just been a bit off or, or his decision-making has been a slight bit off, where last season he was just he was scoring from all angles. That goal yesterday, he didn't have a lot of time, he just had to... He'd won, and that's what he did in the back of the net. Did that help him? That he didn't have, like, say, for him, a defender really close to him where he had to think. He just had to think, finish. And I think so. I think just just let your natural ability take over rather than overthink things. If, I think uh, one thing that's never a question about him, even when his finishing's off or his passing's off, whatever, his movement is of the highest quality, Mohamed Salah. He works that line, that front line, and that back four, back five, wherever sometimes. He's incredible, his movements. He always finds space. One thing I liked about this goal is most of his movements are from out to in. This was the other way around. He went from in to out <clears> almost. <throat> it didn't take a touch straight in. Uh, I thought it was a, a really, really good goal. We had the ball, it seemed like, for about five minutes building up to it. We were dead patient at the back, and then Gomez set it on its way. Shaqiri was excellent in that pocket of space that I mentioned before. And it's just a really good goal. I mean, again, I don't think he's, he's playing that well, but... Sorry, Salah is playing as well as he can But there was just signs yesterday There was a couple of times when he'd done a couple of spins And and he he bamboozled the defenders That that was like last season's player And like Matt just said there Salah would have had a couple more goals But there was one time in particular where 
we had three on two, and, and Firmino played the worst through ball you'd, you'll ever find. Do you know what I mean? When he should have been clean through. And so it, it's not that far off. And as long as you keep, like Gary Lineker always said to me, as long as you're still getting the chances, then you'll be okay. It's when you go missing and when you're not getting chances and stuff like that. And it, his movement is phenomenal. Like so, it was good to see him score it. It's good to see him score a right footed goal as well. <clears throat> Yeah, Grizz, I don't know how many goals there is for the season, for league goals. It might be four league goals, I think. Um, yeah. Four league goals. It's a goal. It's a one and two record, more or less. Um, I'm trying to think of the other goals in any other games, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Grizz, did you see any difference in Sally yesterday, or was it just hard work, trying stuff that probably didn't work, get a good goal on another day, you could have two or three, or did you... Did you see a step up in, in the last couple of weeks? Because I didn't. I, I still think this guy is playing at 60 or 70%. No, I thought I thought he was slightly better. I thought his movement was slightly better. He was coming. He was making a lot of a uh, lot more movements. He was taking the ball on the half turn a lot this game, and which is which is he's quite unplayable when he does that with his with his speed over the first 10 yards or so. He's, he's electric. Um, I also enjoyed mm. some of the link up play with him and Shaq. I thought Shaq was quite influential when he was on the ball. You know, he found those pocket spaces where where um, Ox utilised in last season. You know, so Klopp's Klopp's uh, you could see Klopp moulding sort of Shaq into a like a in that in that Ox role. And I thought Shaq contributed quite a bit while when he was on the ball. They had this kind of good understanding where sort of you know um, they were doing these lot of one two passes along with um, Matt Studge as well. So. It's round the corner. I know we've been saying for a couple of weeks now that it's about to click. It's about to, click, but it, it really is. And it was exactly, and as I said, short memories. It was actually, it was exactly the stage where we went to Maribor and we smashed them for seven. I think was it eight, and and we never looked back. So it, you know, Mane's had a nice rest. Bobby's had a nice rest because Bobby done fuck all when he came, and that was one of the worst. Substitute performances or efforts I've ever seen in my life, but they're nice and refreshed. And Salah's got his goal, which will definitely boost him. Um, it really is around the corner, I think. I think we're, and you know, it's good to get sh- minutes for Shaq. It's good to get minutes for Lalana. <clears throat> while while the likes of Ginny get to put their feet up, well, we played forty five minutes, so it bodes well. I think I think Salah's movement, I think Salah's touch. I saw improvements definitely. Okay. Okay. Uh, just we get to half time nil nil. The second half, uh, well, Henderson goes off um, when Alan comes on. I haven't heard anything about him. It could have been tactical. It could have been felt a niggle. No, haven't. no, he had a he felt a tight hamstring. Okay, the tight hamstring. He wanted to play on, but Klopp took him off. Yeah, okay, that's sound. <clears throat> so when Alan comes on, I thought when Alan was quite good when he came on. Um, I thought he was a lot. I thought he won the ball back an awful lot, and he was very, very careful on the ball. But he made sure it got where it needed to go, and he opened out the play as well. I thought he was quite um, intelligent on the ball. Uh, Matt, the second half goes, and as it goes on and on, we we probably see Liverpool deciding, "Oh, look, let's just see what these have. Let's just see what they have, and let's because they are going to resort to." You know, Ian talks about this guy, the Potter. They put up the other guy went up. Come on, then it's a other big striker, and I can't remember his name. Um, but he comes on, and Liverpool seem to settle into a rhythm of we'll hold, we, we'll we'll take what we have at the minute, but we'll we'll put players on the pitch that can damage them if they really want to push us on. Matt, how do you felt we 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 managed and, and controlled that second half? Because for me, it looked like we'd settled for we've we've settled for one early on, but if two comes along, fine. But we're not letting anything in. That's the way I thought it went. Did you think we managed it quite well second half? Were you nervous, Matt? Uh, no, I'd I'd had a few beers, so I was fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, we we managed it how we've been managing all our games were saving legs, passing around, uh, keeping it tight. We weren't going for the four, five, or six goals. We we were happy to get the one nil, and now we can we can get one nils now because we have Van Dijk and we have Allison and we have Robertson. Um, we we've got probably the best midfield in the league, so. Going for a 1-0 used to be something we'd never think of because, you know, a last-minute corner is coming in. But now, <clears throat> I'm just I'm so chilled just watching it. Like, even after they had a little bit of um, a little bit of a good run against us and they hit the post at that point, I just, I just didn't feel like a goal was ever going in. Uh, that, that's how Liverpool got me feeling now because, to be fair, the goals don't go in. And, and if you just look at how we usually play... 
<laughs> you, you judge it off that, and that, that's why we, I am like I am now. Uh, but now I'm fine with the one nil, saving legs, not pressing every uh, five minutes like a madhead. That was good. Ian, were you nervous? Did you look at it and think we need <clears> a second here, or did you? Because I thought if, if they score, we can go up, we can go up a level and we'll deal with them. That's what I, what I what I was thinking during the game. But as it got later and later, 80, 85, I'm starting to think on Robin here and late and just hang on for dear life. Were you confident enough? Is it? Is it? I know. Is it? Is it sort of mind? We have to get <clears> into now where a frame of mind. Sorry, we have to get into that. This is what we do now, and we can do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I would have preferred a cushion because you never know what could happen. There was that time towards the end when that. That lad who come on who you got from Monaco looked very quick. He, he roasted Lovren, didn't he? Lovren tried to take him out. Uh, and that was a little, that was a little bit hair and scare But listen, our defence is, is, is tremendous. So I have got faith in them. But there is always, there is always the off chance that you can concede a late goal, a late, late equaliser when there's only a one goal lead. So I would have been more relaxed. I wasn't particularly stressed, like. Uh, but I am loving how good our defence is. I, I love it, I mean. When we're winning 4-0, or whenever it is, I would rather we we won 4-0 on 5-1 at the moment, or 6-1. I, I, because it just breeds confidence through the side, it breeds confidence through the crowd. And not only that, it puts into doubt. Like a team like Huddersfield, they had the fewest amount of shots on target. I think they've had 20 shots on target all season. And they've gone 1-0 down. They've never come from behind in a Premier League game to win a game. They go 1-0 down against the side with the best defence in the league. The best centre, one of the best centre halves in the world. It just knocks the suffering out of them. Do you know what I mean? And it does open up chances at the other end. And we did get them. We just didn't utilise the movement and stuff. But two years ago, I'd have been breaking it and I'd been behind the couch because we would have done something stupid. And I'm not saying we're not not beyond that. Big couch because it's corner couch. So I'm I'm not saying we're not beyond making a last minute mistake. Van Dijk done it against City and we got away with the free with the penalty. Lovren's always got it in and to have a bit of a brain fart. But at some point, we've just got to hold our hands up and say, we are very good at what we're doing at the moment. It's just not what it's just not what we were doing last season. It's, there's just plenty of ways to skin a cat, isn't it? And at the minute, we look very, very strong without being exciting. Chris, just, um, just taking around there from what Ian had said, you know, I think you said it two years ago, probably less than two years ago, you sitting there thinking, we're, you know, Put, put everything you have in your in your uh, bookies account and throw it on in the goal because that's how it works. Um, we we really do, Grizz. We really need to get on this train where these lads are confident in themselves, holding out, getting a one nil, two nil if needs be. We really need to get on board with this, don't we? Because if this like this is what are we at now? The, the last week in October. If this goes to the last week, if we blow teams away now for four or five months, right, and then we get to March, April, and we start doing this again. If people aren't on board, Grizz, it'll spread throughout. As Ian said, it'll spread throughout the fan base. The, you know, everyone in, in at Anfield, and it'll make players nervous. We need to get on board with this. Uh, Gab, do you know what? It's, 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 as well as the fan base, um, uh, the likes of me and Matt and Ian feeling comfortable because I was. I'm not joking. I was. I was so comfortable. I didn't think they were going to score. I, you know, reading uh, the first thing I done was sort of get off Twitter because if you read Twitter, it was like. Carnage. You know, absolute carnage. The, 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 yeah, absolute carnage. They're pounding us. Any second, Lovren is going to give a penalty. Any second, you know, Lallana's going to give a do a, a Johan Cruyff and give the ball away, and they're going to score. It wasn't like that. The reality of it was, and the reality of it is, is we've conceded three goals, and one of them was a a blooper from uh, Allison. And I can't remember the other. I, I can't. I can't remember the goals we conceded. Uh, oh, the Chelsea. One. Yeah, Hazard one, oh, yeah. and what's the other one? We've only conceded three goals. Look, we can't even remember. Spurs, the late Lamella goal. That's when right. Matt's that's so, when Matt's friend Storage turned his back on the on the ball instead of going out. Yeah. Walking. remember yeah. that? Fucking yeah. funny, yeah, funny. <laughs> but yeah, that that I mean, it not only breeds confidence amongst the fan base, but for <laughs> me, more importantly, it breeds confidence in the team itself. Players are out there thinking. All right, we've got to go. Our forwards have got to go. We're not conceding for shit here, and that's a brilliant, brilliant mindset to be as compared to what what you guys said like season and a half ago or season ago, where we're bricking it every time there's a cross, bricking it every time there's a set piece or a winger makes a run and he's about to cross, and we're thinking, okay, is everyone covered in the box? Is the midfielders getting the second ball? It seems to be all in order. 
unless we make an individual error, as we've said, we're not conceding goals. And that's a brilliant, brilliant state of mind to be in. I think it's breeding confidence in the players. I think they're believing in the clock method. Whoever comes in, he's got this method of sort of playing now where, yeah, we're not sort of pushing up maybe as high and pressing as high. We're back and we're, and we're sort of almost luring teams in. The only thing that's missing from my point of view and everyone's point of view, I guess, is we're doing 75% of it right. It's just that 25% we're luring teams in. And then when we're looking to transition and attack, it's not quite coming off. It's comfortable for me. Very comfortable. Okay. Um, just before we finish up our live part of the show where we're reviewing the match, I want to touch on one player um, and I want you to give me a man of the match as well. The fourth player, the player I want to touch on is Fabinho. Um, he gets on um, quite well. But Matt, he gets on the pitch and for me, he gets around it well. He wins tackles, one or two things in the air, but he carries the ball as well. He carries one at one stage where he, where they're on a little bit of an attack. He breaks it up and he just strides out 40, 50 yards and lays it off a thing on side. Is that, that has to be a huge positive, Matt, no? And like with these knocks we have, with this player being coming in now and hopefully gets a run of games now where you start to see his, his qualities and, and what he can bring. Yeah, everyone knows he's a quality player. That's why we spend so much money on him. Uh, we'd all like to be seeing him a bit sooner, but. If Klopp doesn't think he's ready, we've seen him do this before, and and he's proved everyone wrong in the past, like he does so many times. We look at with Ox and with Robertson, um, everyone's calling for him to be brought in, and, it, and Klopp just didn't give a shit. He waits until he's he's ready, and he brings it in when he doesn't he doesn't care about any of this outside pressure at all. Klopp will do it when Klopp is happy for him. But Did what a player! An example of Wigan. Danny had what? Dortmund as well with Did he? I don't really. I, I don't oh, watch don't football watch outside Premier League. League. Um, but yeah, no, what a player. He, he, he was looking very classy when he came on. If if that's just like a, a small sample of what we're going to get from, from him, then I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, in so, short spell in the game, I think he, he wins a header around midfield, right? Then he breaks something up. Then he does this thing where he strides out with the ball, lays it off. And then a short time later, the ball breaks and it's down air right-hand side. And they're kind of looking to get on a break. And him and the guy are having a right hustle. And he, he stays at it and stays and he clears the ball out for a throw-in. Like, amazing. But he showed a, a large range of what he can do in that short spell. When you look at like Henderson feeling the hamstring yesterday, Milner's only over, I think it was a hamstring or a groin as well. Um, you've Kate that's out. It's really encouraging Ian, to see someone come on and do that and know that this is the backup you have as opposed to what you had a year or anything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I go as far as to say some of these players aren't even backup. It's, it's our squad. They're not, they're not not playing because they're not good enough. They're just not playing because someone else is playing. I know that sounds really... Yeah, uh, back, sorry, backup is probably the wrong word to use. Alternative, I suppose, is probably the word to use. Yeah, 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 fair enough, yeah. Uh, yeah he looked apart, mate. You know, you know what his, when he done that bit of that run where he, he just broke out, his stride pattern reminded me a bit of Yaya, Yaya Torre. Just broke it up and just opened up a bit and pulled away. He, he's obviously a very good player. I've, I've been honest on you before. I haven't seen that much of him, to be honest. But what I have seen, he's neat, he's tidy, he's, he's big. He's, was he six foot two? He's strong, he's athletic, and I don't think he'll give the ball away very often. It, so I've got no qualms. I, I would have liked to have seen him sooner, but at the end of the day, we're winning every, we're winning pretty much every game we play, or we're, we're certainly not losing. If we were losing three or four, I'm sure we'd have seen him sooner, but we're not. So I put an awful lot of money on him starting on Wednesday, though. Yeah, I, I said that. I, I said that. Might say. I said after the game, I'd like to see him start next next weekend. Um, I don't know what he'll do, George. It's a strange game for him because of the opposite in that that group. Um, what way he'll go, Grizz? Um, I have no issues over Fabinho whatsoever. Um, especially if we come up against, say for argument's sake, say City away here's day. Um, but we come up there and we decide we go with two kind of holding players. I've no problem with him being there, whatever way it works. But I'd really like to see him, Grizz, say a home to Cardiff, where he has to be the deepest. And the two guys have a little bit more license to go. I want to see him where he's a little bit exposed and see how he handles it. Um, something you'd like to see? Or are you comfortable with that? Are you, are you, is there anything you're uncomfortable about with this player? Because I can't see many weaknesses in him. And I think it's being over-egged because he's been taking a long time to be integrated into Yeah, I'm not, I'm not... I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not fussed about the situation at all. We bought him because he's good. We spent £40 because he's good. He's part of the squad. He's part of the team. When Klopp sees fit, 
he will play him. The the, the all summer it was you know we bought in Fabinho and you know a lot of people called it the death of Hendo and they thought Fabinho is going to be the death of Hendo. And and what's, what what I love about football in general is that it shocks you every time and it, you know it can prove you wrong any time and you have to hold your hands up. And who would have thought right that Come, what, where are we? What month are we in, lads? Help me out here. Coming oh, up to November. <laughs> All right, so we're coming Christmas up to November. All right, and, we, and, and the debate is, and, 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 and if we were to do a, All right, shut up now. And, and just to fucking ask for the, where, 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 what day is, not give me, you know, itinerary. Fear so, the snake, I think, is, <laughs> I'm not going to lose my trailer of thought. Carry on. All right, so so we're we're in November, coming up to November, and we and we, and and if we ask every Liverpool fan, you know, is it Fabinho? Is it Hendo? The name of Ginny wouldn't have turned up, and it's Ginny and it's Ginny Wijnaldum who's been the best central midfielder. It's Ginny Wijnaldum that's played that deepest role better than Fabinho or Hendo. Mm. So it's amazing. They're all part of the team. They're all part of the squad. It's alternatives. We have options, and it's amazing how. We're not used to these options, and it's it's, it's almost irking people. Like, why have we got options? Well, my favourite playing over another. It doesn't work like that. It, you know, Klopp assesses these players, and he's obviously seen something we don't know. None of us, you know, it's, I know you asked the question, what is it? Why isn't he playing? We don't know. We really don't know. The question only Klopp and his team can answer. We can only speculate, but there's obviously something he's seen in training, his positional while we're in transition or off the ball, on the ball, he's not pressing enough or he's pressing in the wrong areas, which Klopp and his team are working on. And when they think he's ready, I actually think, Ian, Ian, I'm six foot two and I actually think he's a little bit slight. I actually think maybe Klopp's trying to maybe beef him up or he needs to beef up slightly because I saw him a couple of 50-50s, a couple couple of 50-50s and, you know, he gets a a little bit, for a man who's six foot two, he does get a little bit eased off the ball slightly. But listen, yeah, he's done, he's done that Origi, didn't he? We know, yeah, it's exactly. Just yeah. Take him off yeah. Take him off. 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 Six pack of them, Massive. is it? Yeah, Maybe six packs of them. He them. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, Fabinho, no issues. Absolutely. He understands it. You can tell from his comments in the press that he totally understands that he's got to bide his time and he's ready to step in. And and I do, I think, in the big games away, and in the later, uh, later on in the season, I do think him and Hendo will play a lot of double pivots and it'll be sound. Okay. Um, okay. Just before we finish up the live part of the show, I want to ask you, man of the match. Um, Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, if you haven't lost your train of thought, Chris has given us a whole breakdown on everything there. Matt, man of the match. Mm, I like Shaq. I thought he'd done well. I'm going to give it to Lovren. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, did you see the, did you see the uh, two minute videos on, on Twitter today about Lovren? And all his no, mistakes he's made. Ah, oh, fucking amazing. No, but I, I haven't showed him. Yeah. But I bet you I can put, I can narrow it down to five people. I don't want you to. Made. Yeah, you can narrow that down to me after this, and um, I'll, I'll let you guess yeah. after this, and then I'll tell you if you're right. Um, right. So Lovren has one vote. Ian, your vote for man of the match. Uh, I, I would go for Gomez. Yeah. Um, any particular reason other than he strolled through the game? And- I, I just thought he was outstanding. There was a couple of times when he could have got in behind, behind him. It, uh, maybe if Trent had played the Gorian, but Gomez is just he, he's just developed so much in the last few months as a centre back. He's now taking that he's using that experience when he's playing at right back as well. I'm a big, big fan. I thought he was excellent. I thought Allison was brilliant as well. Even though he didn't do much, he just looks so assured. The Jared but, is amazing. Yeah, he just looks brilliant, but Gomez for me. Okay. Um Matt not Matt, Grizz, um your man of the match please. Yeah, One it's player. Got, it's gotta be big big go Gomez. Just uh, just over Ginny, even though Ginny only played 45 minutes. I think if Ginny played another 10 minutes, I would have given it to Ginny. But, um, yeah, it's got to be a big go, Jomez. I thought he was class again. The transition he's he makes now from centre-back to right-back to 
completely obvious, but two totally, totally different positions. Mm. Right? It's not it's not simple as just sort of shifting to the right. But he's fucking amazing me every week. I love it. I love being. Okay. Um, I have to be honest. I'm going to agree with both of you, and I have to give it to Gomez as well. Um, Ian's right. They tried to get in behind them once or twice, and there was one stage where. A guy actually hits a bad pass, but it's still a kind of a 50-50 first half, and he strides across, and he hits this guy, and hits the ball, and the guy goes about 15 feet <laughs> travelling, and he just gets up as if that's just what I do. Um, I thought he was outstanding. The mention for Shakiri as well, though. I think going forward, he was our most creative player. Um, a very quick mention for good Joe Gomez. None of us d- described his pass into Shakiri. Very yeah, underrated. Yeah, involved with the goal, yeah. I've criticised this. I've criticised his contribute um, quality on the ball in the past, especially from a fullback area. But he's improved on that twofold as well, and that was a brilliant pass in field. If Trent had done that, we would have been singing his praises. So we've got to well, be fair. Yeah, and I mentioned it. And um, one thing about Shakiri as well, the touch of the game yesterday on, on the on the um, right touchline, uh, second half, and he barely keeps it in. And in in one movement, I think he nutmegs it. A guy that's diving in and sets storage away. Um, he was he was quite clever on the ball, I think. Okay, on to the next subject. Here we go. Um, the first thing is we're going to look at fans that moan um, because they love doing it. Um, we we we're bringing this up because of well, I'm bringing it up because of a video I seen today. Somebody's taking the time to do uh, Dejan Lovren um, outtake kind of video, stretching back probably two seasons. It's a bit crazy. Ian, I'll let you go first. On the, can we not just enjoy wins? No. Can we not just enjoy the fact that we're joint top of the league and at this stage we are probably 12 points off of last season? Why do people always have to find a reason to be given it? Because it's it's just confirmation bias. These play or these fans, inverted commas, like Matt said earlier on in the live part, the, or, or we may have done it before we come online, these people have, have pinned their arguments of these players being dog shit from day one. And they're still here. So it it can't have been that that the fans were wrong. It must just be that Klopp is wrong because they they refuse to admit. Well, all right. Well, Milner's been excellent the last eighteen months. Because, but eighteen months ago, I said he was dog shit. So I was wrong. Hold my hands up and say fair enough. Like Chris has said about Joe Gomez, he he's held his hand up and said he he was right. I thought we'd sell one album. I think one album's been excellent. So you know people are wrong. It is okay to admit you're wrong. But these fans, they've got it in their head that winning isn't enough. We've got to win with their favourite players in, in the positions. It doesn't matter how the other players are playing in those positions. They want their favourite players. There's still some fans out there, a couple of them have made these videos, who'd still have fucking Sacco at Liverpool if they had a chance. <laughs> and he's an absolute fucking tool. Great, that, that great player. <laughs> Matt's just finishing <laughs> off his uh, intro for the cycle video there, I can see him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, what it, that's what it is, mate. They're not happy because they've been proven wrong in their criticisms. And they're now looking deeper and further afield to, to, to prove their own arguments. Because the results don't back it up. The goals conceded don't back it up. The fact that we got to a Champions League final... And the fact that we're top with the all-conquering Manchester City at the moment, don't back it up. So where else do you go? You go to still frames of, like, Jordan Henderson not closing someone down four times in nine seconds. Yeah, my, fa- my favourite one was when he, he showed Shaqiri an option during the game at Anfield earlier this season. He basically said, there's an option there if you want to pass it. And he went, look how defensive. And I was like, fucking yeah. hell. You know, go out and have a, uh, have oh, a yeah, people say he, he deliberately hides behind players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if I've ever seen yeah. Jordan Henderson yeah. just, hiding behind someone. He's just, you know what I mean? He's only short of running and jumping on side. Like, we play Leicester, and Madison's like the top of the diamond for them. He's only short of jumping on his back and going, just jockey back. I'll just get a jockey back yeah, on honestly, around this pitch for 45. Would you ever fuck off? But I just think, mate, it, it is just confirmation bias. They've been proven wrong, but they refuse to be show any humility about it and hold their hands up and say they're wrong. So they will look for any fault they can. We haven't conceded the goal in two games. It's because Man City missed the penalty and because Huddersfield has shit up front. Mm. It's not because Lovren's been excellent in those two games or Gomez has been brilliant at right back mm-hmm. in those two games. It'll be because something else or because of something else. It's never... They can, they, you know they are. They've got like secret little WhatsApp groups, apparently, uh, and they've all got the same agenda, and they all they all follow a crowd. They're like lemmings or, or sheep or whatever. 
And the old bang saying drum, you know who they are. As soon as they come on Twitter with an opinion, you can pick who they follow without even looking at their followers because they all say the same shit. I mean, like, they all think they're like mad football scouts. And it's just, none of us are experts, none of us, and we are all wrong from time to time, some more than others. Do you know what I mean? But some people just haven't got it in them to hold their hands up and go, I was wrong. It's lovely to be proven wrong in a positive way. Yeah, it is. These just don't. I wouldn't know. (laughs) Matt wouldn't know. (laughs) Come here, Matt. um, I want to, like, staying on this topic, right? Um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Klopp and he changes, he changes for the last two games, Gomez. And I think he does it more because A, I don't think, I don't think he does enough. And B, Trent has been to a World Cup and come back. And after a decent start of the season, you can see him trailing off a little bit and he's trying to protect. So he puts Gomez in there and the, uh, the obvious is to go and put Lovren back in. Now he hasn't moved, he hasn't said to Gomez, look, you're not good enough. I'll put you out right back. You know, because I want Lovren in the team. He's the, I, the first move he's made is to protect a right in, in 19. And I seen a tweet, and I, I don't know who it was, so it's not as if I'm not naming them. I seen they saying, or yesterday saying, he's going to play Lovren, isn't he? Or something along these lines. He's going to play Lovren. Um, he's test, Klopp is testing our loyalty. Right? And I'm nearly sure I'm reading this right, or I read it right, where he, basically Klopp is testing our loyalty by putting Lovren back in centre half and moving Gomez. That is fucking outrageous, man. Ah, yeah, I saw that. It's, I mean, if that's testing your loyalty, then you weren't loyal in the first place. Um, but I mean, we, we guess here that, uh, Trent is getting a rest and that's why he's done it. But you gotta remember as well, Gomez is still a young centre back. So you can learn different parts of the game, uh, playing different positions. Like when, when I used to coach the under 15s, um, I used to, in training, I used to put my strikers in defence and my def- defenders up front because you learn different parts of the game and it, it can actually help you. So Gomez is still he's still learning and putting him there right back, he's getting minutes and he, he's still just picking up little things in the game that he might not have seen if he was concentrating that centre-back. And you, I'm just guessing here, but you never know. It could be any <laughs> number of reasons why he's been put there. But even if he is... Like, Lovren's a good player. I mean, picking up on what uh, Ian was saying there, just because people don't go on and make videos of Hendo or Lovren or whatever, it doesn't mean we think they're the best players ever. Far from it. We we know they've got um, faults in the game, but it's backing your players is something you should do. And and people not doing it on and trying to get likes and retweets on Twitter, it, it just pisses me off. I mean, just... How many times do they have to be proven wrong until they they just hold their hands up and say, "All right, yeah, fair enough." Like, look, look at me. I thought Reina was going to be a very, very good left back, and he's shite. But I, I don't mind saying that. I know he's shite. I'll still back him. He's shite. And I think, I think once our fan base gets to a point where that does happen, you can just you can just sit back and enjoy us being top of the league. You don't have to be worrying every single week about who's starting and is is Klopp playing the player that you don't really like. Just fuck it. Just put your feet up. Sit back. We're probably not going to concede and probably going to score. And, and just enjoy the ride. It's the best way to be. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say that these, these people that have gone so far out the way to prove that Henderson's dog shit or Lovren's dog shit or Milner, whoever... They don't deserve to celebrate when we win games or when we win trophies. They don't deserve to be euphoric like we are because they they haven't wanted these players to do well. They don't want them to do well. It's not Ian, that they think they should. Ian, they actively don't want them to do well. Look across to be kind of devil's advocate. Is it a nervousness from, from fans? Is it a nervousness that we've seen so many years of... Look, don't get me wrong, we've seen 2000 Istanbul, we've gone on, we've won cups, we've been to European Cup finals, all this sort of stuff. Is it a nervousness from fans where they feel like they have to be pessimistic? I'm not letting them away with it, I'm just asking, do you feel that part of it is, this is just a pessimism that's built into Liverpool fans over the last 20, quarter of a century? Do you think that's part of it? Or do you think downright, you know, a cut nah, off and all... Some of these aren't even quarter of a century old, some of these lads doing it. Yeah, and no, I, I, I'm just, I, I was I, just I, thinking about it earlier, that's all. I get your point. You you are right a little bit. There there are people in the fan base who, especially the older ones, where they're just we haven't won anything for so long. Yeah, it's it's a that's where in, they are un, now. It's a building uneasiness, uneasiness. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But for me, like I mean, I'm I'm 33. That's there for me as well. I'm just 
enjoying Klopp's reign so much. I couldn't be bothered. I, I can't be arsed with any of that shite. I, ju- I just really enjoy Liverpool at the moment. Grizz, um, just to push her on a little bit, um, a couple of people have mentioned, oh, we're not as good going forward. Um, and, and we're always talking about it's going to click and when it does and someone's due a hiding. And I, I fully believe that. I think once you get all these players in, they well over the World Cup and into their November. Um, we, we will see it. But a lot of people have said, oh, we're not as good going forward. And, and is this down to probably Bouvach not being there? Do, do you think there's anything? I don't know where <laughs> that theory... I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded where these theories come from, Gav. No, I've read if them. If it's not... If it's not... If it's not... No, I know you've read them. I, don't, I don't know where they emanate from. Like, So we had the, the, the Achtenberg theory, right? We've had that one. And then when Pep left, we had the Pep theory, oh, we're not going to be the same without Pep. And then Buvac left, and now you know it's because of Buvac our attacking plays. Not it's, it's mad though it's because it, it's usually basis. it's usually a loss that will bring this type of excuse out, and we we're winning, and and, and people are saying Matt, it. I was going to come to it, Matt. I was going to come to it. It's it's and what 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 Ian was trying to answer as well, like answering is it comes down to sort of just a reason. Some people, some fans need a reason to fume and it's and it's beyond comprehension why you can totally understand it if we're if we're not winning games and the progression is not there to be seen you know and it's not evident and then you can say right we brought in Keita Fabinho Shakiri we've brought them for a reason because our midfield has been crap for the last couple of seasons and we need to play them we know Lovren's been crap so we need to get a new half alongside Vivi Divis Gomez player but the Facts are, and results and the stats all stack up to say that's not the case. So then why are you fuming still? And then the only reason that I can think of is lack of humility. That's all I can think of. There's no other... See, I don't mind having difference of opinions. I was having lovely, friendly debates on Twitter today about about super fans, right? This new term people have invented, right? For for, for 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 fans who support their team, Andy's one of them. Headround. Andy's one of them. Andy's, right, so Andy's you support your fan. team, you back your player, you support the jersey, you don't look at the player, you look at the shirt, and you support the shirt, whoever's wearing it, but you get called a super fan for that. But in the same, the irony. So this Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, that begged for all your lives, right? Because he hasn't made the decisions you thought he's going to make. Three years ago, because he hasn't bombed out the players that you mentioned, the Lovren, the Lalana, the Hendersons, the Milners, we all know the players that were mentioned, you know, and he's sat and he's got rid of all the ones that people, these, these super bitches, I call them, because if we're super fans, they're super bitches. I'd rather be a super fan than a super bitch, right? That's me personally. You'd make a great right? so Because he hasn't done that, so this was super savior. <laughs> no, Ian, say so one Rogers out, so Rogers out, Rogers fucked the club up, he's fucked all the players up. Klopp's going to come in and do all this sort of changing all the guard, the old guard, all the players. He's fucking kicked out all the players that were supposed to be here, right? You could do at 11 of what the what it should have been, right? Now people need something else to fume about. They feel hurt. It's butthurt. It's just pure butthurt. And it's not and it's not rational. It's not logical. You can have a debate with someone, right? Like me and you can debate about players and we can decide, look, we can improve and we can do better. There's no logic. There's no rationale between, behind the thinking. It's just fume. Every week you see a lineup and you just fume about it. Why isn't he? Why isn't he? Klopp's man in charge and he feels that that's the team that should win the game and we're winning that game or we're not losing it. Cheer. If we can't enjoy Liverpool now, fucking hell. Well, that, when are we going to enjoy that, that, that comes back. That comes back to Matt's, Matt's point where this usually comes when, when we lose. So, and... Let's be honest about it. We've lost two games, one against Napoli where I thought we were atrocious, and that happens, and one against Chelsea where it was a second string um, for both sides. They brought on their player, and we brought on in Eden Hazard. Um, but just, <sighs> I'm, I'm looking like like Matt said there, he thought Moreno was going to be great, and he he turns out to be shit. Like me and Matt are having this ongoing thing, and and you do as well about Daniel Sturridge at the minute, you know. And I I've I, I I've stood by that. Now he plays 90 yesterday. I think he plays quite well. It's a six, seven out of ten game. He, he, he does well. He's probably our, he's probably our 
best attacker, I think, overall. I know Salah gets the goal, but he's probably our best attacker in, in the way he contributes to the game. But, like, me and Matt will argue this, and Matt will say, no, we'll get you this, and, you get, and he'd probably be right. And at the end of the season, look, if, if we turn around the end of the season and Sturridge has 15 goals, or 15 league goals, or 20 games, or 20 goals overall, I'm going to turn and I'm going to go, yeah, I was wrong about that. It's okay to be wrong. And as, as Matt said, so as, as Matt said, if you're wrong and it's a positive for Liverpool Football Club, be more than fucking happy to say you're wrong. You know, like, if, if for argument's sake, if Matt goes and backs Moreno to the hilt, and Moreno sticks one in his own fucking net on the last day of the season causes it, right? Matt is wrong, but it's it's a negative. If you're wrong and it's a positive, I don't see what the problem is. But look, we could go on all night about this. I want to move on, and I want to move on to... We, we want to have a quick look at Wednesday. Um, Red Star at home. Um, I suppose I just want us to pick a team. And probably pick a team, give us a prediction, and give us let us let me let me know what you think is going to happen in the double header between Napoli and PSG as well. Ian, I come to you first. Just just pick me a team. We'll go a prediction and a little bit on on I suppose PSG and Napoli. What you'd like to yeah, see happen there, I suppose. Okay, I think a uh, Napoli away first game. I couldn't tell you. I can check for you now while you talk. Go on, you pick me a team. Probably are, but uh, I would go. The back four would be Trent. He he possibly rest uh, rest Gomez. So Trent, Lovren, Van Dijk, Robertson. The midfield three, I would go with Fabinho, Genie. uh, He'd probably go with Milner again, but I'd like to see Milner get a rest me because he's just made out of fucking titanium. But he does need a rest, I think. But I think he'll go with with Milner. And uh, up front, you go with Shaqiri, Salah and Bobby. I would imagine in in any in any way they, they, they decide to set up, I think that's how they'll do it. Um, prediction for the game? Oh, sorry, I, I, prediction for the other game. I think Napoli are sorry. PSG, Napoli are uh, away to be here. Yeah, I think PSG will will win that by two clear goals, and I would I would fancy PSG to get a draw in Naples as well. And your prediction for their game? Four uh, nil. Okay, uh, Matt. I'll come to you next. Um, I'm I'm aware of the time where you are, Matt. So I want to get um, a team for you, a prediction, and how you see PSG Napoli. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I <clears throat> I think he goes with that defense. Gomez gets the rest. Trent comes in midfield. I'd like to see Fabinho, Genie, and either Hendo or Milner. The same player anyway, so it doesn't matter which one. And then up front, same as Ian again. We win, good. We're in three four nil, and I reckon it's tight in Paris. Maybe a two one to PSG. Great for you. Um, any changes on them teams? The lads again? Yeah, I think um, I think Trent back four stays the same. I think midfield. I don't think Fabinho will start. If Hendo's fit, I think Hendo will start again. Um, Henderson, Genie, Henderson, Genie, and Shaq. I think the front three will be Mo, Salah, probably Mane come back in. And, uh, and PSG Napoli? Because this will have a big bearing. Uh, PSG, yeah, PSG, PSG will win comfortably against Napoli. We'll win by two as well. All right. For me, um, Alisson in goal, I think he goes Trent, uh, Lovren. Van Dijk, Robert, Robertson. Um, midfield is the one, I suppose. I'd actually just, I'd, if Henderson's feeling the tight hamstring, I'd, I'd probably just go in Alderman in there. Um, I'd go Milner and I'd go Shakiri again. But I'd like to see Fabinho start against Cardiff at the weekend. And up front, um, Firmino, Sturridge, Salah. Um, <coughs> I don't know what the story is with Manny. I haven't, all I heard was it was a, it was a hand in his thumb. I don't know if that's, that's the reason why he's had surgery on it. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a week or, or ten days out. I, I really don't know. I'm expert in this. Yeah, I think I think if it was a Champions League finally play, mm, yeah. but it's yeah. not. Yeah, so there's no point. <clears throat> it's probably a handy rest from to get. You know, it's it's a, it's a handy yeah. enough reason to give him a rest. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we win three 0 and I'm hoping. I'm hoping that um, PSG wipe the floor with Napoli. I really am. Let them go away and and take whatever you need. And if we take air points against Red Star, I think more or less done. You're looking at you're looking at PSG being on nine, us being on nine, Napoli being on four. Which, or, or look, or Napoli to beat them twice, it puts the group to bed if we do our do our job. Um, last thing, Ian, random question for the week. That's your job. 
what is your random? Uh, my random question for this week is, what is the most ridiculous thing or stupidest thing you've done to impress either a girl or a boy? Um, who wants to go first? Matt is looking <laughs> into the distance. Grizz looks like he has a, a massive bank. Grizz, what's the most, the worst or the most embarrassing thing you've done to impress a girl or a boy? I haven't done anything like sort of embarrassing as such. Like you do things like when you're trying to impress a girl when, when you're young and sort of you think you're, you know, you're brave. So, you know, once there was um, a, a poll done, I, I, like, you know, us, us Asian lads get hairy quite early, like from four. <laughs> so, <laughs> We've done this so, all the time. So, I love it. <laughs> so, so there was this poll done in our class where the girl I fancied, mm. like, there was a poll and it said, like, do you prefer hairy men? And, um, this one didn't, and, I, and uh, as a result, for for her, I got my back, front, arms waxed. All right. And I back and, and, and crack and like? It was one of the most painful experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did she turn? Did she turn out to be a lesbian? I, I, I actually kicked. I actually kicked the bird that done it. Like I just bought her a box of roses afterwards. But when she done my chest with the front, I, I bet you. Her. I bet you had three or four out of roses before you gave it to her. And she, yeah. And now he's got a new rug. And she went. And she went flying. But she done a fantastic job. Shout out to Molly. Her name was. Um, I reckon yeah. Grace without any hair would look like a manatee. So you, you get, you well, get so hold on, no, hold on, hold on. I want to get to the end of this, Grizz. You, you go and get most of your body shaved, yeah, um, or yeah. waxed or whatever yeah. you do, yeah. You you kick Molly in the yeah. face while it's getting done. You you give her a half a box of roses as a as a thank or a, as an apology. Um, what you. happens with yeah. the girl that you were trying to impress? Didn't impress her. It didn't impress her, no. She, nah, she she wasn't interested. <laughs> so uh, was but, this was this yeah. was this not interested in you? Before well, I ran, you shaved yourself, I ran, or she just wasn't interested in full stop? No, she just full stop. I, oh. in my, um, <laughs> I ran faster and I swam. Yeah. 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 Grizz fell. And the other thing I done was, I mean, that's like, I thought that's quite romantic, but the real romantic thing I done once was, and this is quite massive because yeah. I haven't, you know, I don't normally, I'm not a, a writer, but I wrote a 16 page love letter <laughs> to uh, <laughs> one of the birds, like on the last day of college. 16 pages. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? You said at the very beginning you've never done anything embarrassing, no, no, and you've shaved yourself from head to toe, <laughs> and you wrote a sonnet for a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote a love letter. Everyone does love letters, just not sixteen pages. When you said, oh, I love novel. When you said this was quite romantic, this is something I never do. I just literally thought he shared field with someone board. That's what I thought. He shared something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, not okay. go, you're not going that far alright fuck off alright Chris value as always um, Ma anything you've done um, embarrassing to impress a boy or a girl no you're going to have to skip past me mate I can't think of anything you've done nothing you've done nothing, nothing. you've done I'm nothing like, where you oh, oh for fuck's sake what did I do that for or, or it ended badly no no, no they, they, the birds used to impress uh, do stupid things to impress Matt oh thanks mate yeah. no, you're right. Right. how did you get with your beard Matt how did, did you mean? Woo-er? How did you woo her? Got a dead pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he's still drunk. He's with her six years. She's still drunk. She's never been sober. When she's sober, something's pumped. <laughs> Ian. Vodka in a tea. <laughs> on a wee evicts in the morning. Ian, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done to impress a boy or a girl? Oh, I've done loads. I mean, to be honest, I'm a bit of, I'm a, bit of a, uh, a bit of a mongo. But, the first, the first word was right. He was going to say, "Yeah, but I was trying to be politically correct." <laughs> so he said, "Mango." Yeah, but he <laughs> said, "Mad Mango." <laughs> Mango's just like mango if you're Jamaican. Uh, hey, the, the one time that sticks out, mate, the, the very first beard I ever had, like proper, proper in love with and all that. I wanted to really That's impress right. him, mum, impress him, mum and dad. Uh, both of them turned out to be deaf. Which isn't part of the story, but I thought that was a bit random. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I went round to her house one day for dinner, uh, and I, I was from quite a rough part of town, and these were quite well to do. So I was I was minding my p's and q's, and I was being really polite and stuff like that. Uh, now I'm I'm I don't know how many people know, but I'm really allergic to bananas, like dangerously allergic to them. And it, a mum had prepared this this meal for us this day, and we had, oh, we had the meal. You've told us this before, yeah. Go on, go on. Uh, we, had, we had the meal, it was fine. 
and then she brought out the dessert and it was like it was like this banana trifle. Uh, now I I looked at the girl who was with it, Sam, she just shook her head at me as if to say, Don't eat that, don't eat that. But I thought, no, it looks really rude, do you know what I mean? And they, they gave me a, a, a big portion and stuff, so I thought, fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So I ate this trifle dead quick. A bit like Ross eats that fucking trifle in friends, you know, where he throws it down his neck so we can't yeah. taste it. Yeah. Uh, and I started to feel sick within within three minutes, like sick, sick. And then so I just finished our dinner, made me excuse that I had to leave and then left. <clears throat> and then the next thing I remember, uh, I was getting woken up uh, by some old woman and I, I was unconscious in a bush on the way home and I just passed out, threw up, passed out. In and some was it? Was a bush? You were? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. You hadn't had a bush about since the Second World War. But, <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, and this bird, this bird had to drag me out of the bushes and I had to go to hospital. This old woman had to ring an ambulance for me because I, I ate this deadly fruit trying to impress a bird and nearly died on the way home. Okay, that's um, it's a bit extreme. Matt, you still have nothing? No. Right, it, it, not it's the type of thing you should do so you can finger a bird, though, aren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, lads, we're going to leave it there. Um, that's been the fat bag for. Um, we're back next week after the Cardiff League game. Um, check out the day trippers are on Wednesday night this week after the Red Star game. You have the cop table will be on Friday. Uh, the Troy, I think we're doing something after the Cardiff game during the week. Um, subscribe to our YouTube, follow us on Twitter, look at our face, all that malarkey. Um, it's been good. It's been, gr- it's been emotional. Uh, Grizz, that of you all there, getting your whole body shaved will live with me. My back was fine, my shoulders was fine, it was just the, the front bit was really tender. Yeah. Don't try it at home. Okay, I won't try it at home, I won't ever try it, I won't try it anyway. Um, yeah, that's been the Fat Bag 4, have a good one. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together for the pathfinders breaking new ground granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24 7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you so you can always depend on us call click ranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done sports social podcast network